feel kind of like God. <laughs> and then this man with the devil on his hand came and took the hat. Free Britney. Free Britney. I mean, there's no big news. Oh, Britney Spears. Did you get that picture? She is free. The conservatorship is officially over. Did you get that picture that I sent you? Like, Yes, I did. Was it in the morning? Uh, I thought it was last night. I thought or, it, I could have sworn it was last night. Yesterday at 6.25 p.m. I told you to erase the dick pics I sent you, man. No. <laughs> I'm going to set that shit as my wallpaper. Hey, wouldn't that be hilarious? You look at that. It's just a dick in the middle of it. <laughs> oh, hey, may I take one of those jars from you today? Yeah. Um, that shatter? Yeah, no. you, you can grab some shatter. You can grab a jar. There, there's there's plenty to choose from here. No, I know. I'm, I feel courtesy of paper planes. But um, no, on a uh, different plane. But that wax, I mean, I know you've seen it when you came over. It, uh, it kind of melted a little bit into the glass jar. So I've been, you know how hard that shit is to break yeah, up? Yeah, no, it was like, it was like shatter almost. Well, it is. I think it was shatter. Oh, it was. Remember yes, it, it was, was uh, it was, we put a bunch of shatter in a jar. It was this, no, no it was, this shit. Yeah, this shit. What is this? I think it's purple punch. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And then this is some PBS, some PB souffle. What is that? British Broadcasting? No, Peanut Butter Souffle. You're thinking of uh, PBS, the, the public broadcasting station. You know, PBS brought to you by the contributions of viewers like you. You know, I'm, I'm going to take these off at some point in time. Yeah, but I it's, will too. It's, it's, it's nice to know that little shit like that makes noises. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. I, I know because I have to edit it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I got papers from lawyers yesterday. I'm getting sued for $15,000. For what? No, I'm not. Um, the company that I work for is getting sued, and apparently I got, since I worked there, I automatically got added onto this class action Oh, suit. nice, nice. Actually, I think uh, there was a, there's a class action lawsuit going on against Home Depot right now, and I used to work at Home Depot during the years that they say, so I might be getting something out of that as well. Uh, well, they said my, my, my settlement is looking to be like $383. Like not that. bad, not bad. Hey, I, pro- you know, I, prob- I probably won't get that much. You know, for having to sit there and jerk off $383 is a good, jo- a good good price, you know? They just pay me to donate sperm all day long. That's just what I do. It's it's hard when you hit time like 15. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in a day. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this anymore, guys. I can't do it, Captain. I've given her all she's got. Hey, you said you wanted me to fill up the milk jug, but it's, it's only half full. Do you know how hard it is to fill a gallon of semen? No, and that would probably be terribly hard. And you know what, though? <laughs> well, it would have to be hard to get the semen from it. But, um... <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. No! 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 What'd you do? What'd you do? See what happens when you get a dab that's too big and fucking falls off the side. Alright, well that was a waste of a wet of a dab. Oh good good thing. What is that? The fucking The strawberry culotta. It's the good shit. It's the good shit. It's the best shit I got right now and I'm wasting it. I'm wasting it. So uh you haven't played any more of the Mortal Combota? Coma bat. Mortal Coma bat. No, I have not. <laughs> Dude, I see 
Helicopter. If anything, I was going to play Kung Fu Mari. I see hella fucking uh, copyright infringements in that video game. Yeah, how is that able to be sold? Mutual masturbation. Oh my god, you and your mutual masturbation. Hey, like, why so, is why is that such a thing with you? I, I I got a very interesting fact for you. Oh god, what is it? March 17th, 1985. Oh god, I really, you, really, really need to find a different flashcard. Sony was pulled out of her car and shot, and she died. Yeah? I love the way that's written out, though. Yeah, no, it's pulled out of her car and shot in the street. Died. Ne- next sentence is one word. Died. <laughs> all in caps. Yeah. Well, I, I write everything in all caps. Why do you write everything in all caps? I don't know. It's uh, My mom did it when I was younger, and so like now I do it all the time. Did you do it in school? Yeah. Did they fucking ping you for no. it? No. Honestly, all of my teachers always like loved my handwriting because it was super easy to read and very nice. And well, because a lot of young boys' handwriting is—I mean, a lot of people's handwriting. My is, handwriting is fucking beautiful. A, a lot of people look like they're doctors trying to sign a prescription pad. Oh no! When I'm signing something, my signature looks like a doctor's signature. You, you can see the D in the the D C A. The the D the, the D C A. Dick <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> First name Dick, middle name Cock, last name Anonymous. And since we're on the subject, I mean, I might as well just fucking blurt out and say it. You are listening to Dab to Death. I Whoa. am Nick, and this is my confidant. Dick. Whoa, hold on. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, Dick. We, and that's we, Nick. we flipped that around. I fucked that up. Yeah. No, I did because Nick and Dick <laughs> is just so much like. Yes, yes, we are. Where's Shelly? Yeah, where's Shelly, David? Dude, I'm, you know, we, I'm, we've come to a resolution on the Britney Spears thing. Britney is now free. Although, 1.3 million people in this country still live under strict conservatorships. So, maybe we need to do some conservatorship reevaluation here. Shelly. I don't think she's under a conservatorship. I think she's under the ground. You think she's dead? Yes. She has not been seen in like 15 fucking years. That bitch is dead. Dave Miscavige got billions of dollars, dude. He's, she ain't got to go nowhere. She door dashes everything. And She's dead. You know, Ain't been seen nor heard of in goddamn like oh, 14, dude, 15 did, years. Did, did it's, a, it's a goddamn mystery where that bitch done gone went. Yeah, so we are dabbed to death. Um, I think we got our names a little mixed up. So I am Nick Nobody Savage. Mac Dre. No, oh. Mac, Mac Dre is in my lap. Dick Cock Anonymous. <laughs> Mac Dre is in my lap. Can you just picture Mac Dre just sitting here like, what up? Hey, you want some fizzles? Hey, so did you hear about a... Uh... What are you handing that to me for? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? What? Aaron Rodgers got the COVID. No. Yeah. What? Last week, dude. What? It was right after we did the no. episode. Really? Or, or maybe it was before. Your ad could be here. Anyways, you know what? We're gonna go on and on about random shit. Um, how about how about this? So, what we're bringing to you today is um, the episode is called "Monsters, Monsters in, my, in head. my Head." And um, I mean, we all kind of feel that way, don't we? We have a monster in our head, but uh, this is well, actually somebody who really had monsters in his head, and this is or, the story or of he Billy might Milligan. Not have. Yeah, he might not have had monsters in his head. That's that's the real fucked up part of this story. But couldn't you always say you have a monster in your head and there's no way to fucking verify that? Well, and, and if head. he did, this guy had 24. Uh, I thought it was 22. No, nah, 24. Um, but yeah, so we are talking about Billy Milligan. 
It's uh, I honestly had no idea about this story until two days ago. Um, and honestly, nothing has really been released about this story until September of this year. Oh, so this was recent. Well, no, no, no. It, uh, it happened back in the seventies, but it just wasn't really documented. There was no movies. There was no, there were, there was going to be movies. We'll, we'll get into it. It's a whole crazy fucking story. Oh my God. That's going to, that's the biggest dab I've ever taken here. Coming soon to a store near you, the biggest dab that Dick has ever taken. The biggest dick dab. You know, we need to have some space. We need to have an episode on outer space, dude. Oh, you know what movie I watched the other day? Cloverfield. Oh, God. Dude, it was... No, not, not the Clover... Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Dumb bitch, he was trying. I mean, granted, he killed the last bitch he kidnapped, and he kidnapped her, but he was trying to keep her safe. From Wait, is it still, like, a Cloverfield movie? Yes. Oh, then I don't want to see it. No, it's, no, because it's not shot. We, no, we've talked about this before. No, no, we, we've talked about this. And, and, I did not like Cloverfield at did, all. No, you didn't like Cloverfield because it was shot in the first person, right? No, no, It was that found footage shit. This isn't a found... No, this and, is, no, and the fucking cameraman... Was so fucking annoying. Dude, this he is, was like, he was like, oh my god, what's going on? No, no but like, no, so but it's, 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 listen, hear me out real quick, because I understand okay. why you said you didn't like Cloverfield, because we were, I, we talked about it last week. Um, this is this was last week. This isn't was. found footage. This is shot like an actual fucking movie, and okay, so it, it's 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 like a parallel um, to Cloverfield. Um, John Goodman, he's, he, he plays the bad guy, but you think he's kind of a good guy. I mean, so he wrecks into this girl. He said he was rushing to his house, but he kidnapped her pretty much, took her back to his bunker, had them all tied up in there, said, you can't fucking go. They found out that he had kidnapped a girl like two years earlier, exact same story, fucking she died. But this girl gets out and he's like, no, you can't go outside because the fucking air outside is deadly. And she gets to, she makes this fucking like gas mask suit and shit, fucking gets out. And then she finally like takes the mask off and then this fucking alien ship comes in, like shoots down all this shit and it's killing shit. And she's got to put the gas mask back on and eventually her car gets taken. And I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it, it was, it was, it was a good movie. It was worth watching. Um, now the, the third movie, to, um, which is another parallel of Cloverfield, the Cloverfield paradox on Netflix. Um, I'd say I'd give it a solid five out of 10. It's, it's, it's not that great. Um, you could watch it once, but don't try to watch it again because then you start to see shit and you're like, it's fucking dumb as fuck. Anyways, that's my movie drop for the day. Uh, tune in next week for Dick's Daily. I highly Dicks. doubt that's our only movie drop for the day. Oh, Last, there, last you, week we dropped probably 10 different movies. Have you ever seen Skyscraper with uh, Dwayne Dr- Johnson? Oh my God, here Good we movie. Go. Good movie. Or It. The original, it's the best. Tim Curry. I love Tim Curry. Hey, you know what else Tim Curry's good in? Hmm. Home Alone 2. Oh, yeah, he was in Home Alone 2, wasn't he? It took me the longest time to put that together, dude. To actually figure that out. Well, and I have brought this up before, but uh, Muppet uh, Muppet Treasure Island... Tim Curry actually plays Long John Silver. 
uh, the pirate, and you know he he takes over the ship and he's very charismatic, kind of dreamy almost. That's a decent mixture right there. The hard hard wax with this stuff that looks like a fucking it looks almost like a crystal that fucking or a diamond. Oh, that's the THCA, like diamonds that failed. Oh, I thought we were supposed to eat this shit. No. No. I mean, you can if you if it's activated and was it activated? No. Dude, those dabbles though that were fucking active THC, that shit was fire. And then Tiny Tim ate one and thought he could be me. Because remember, I need a gram of that shit. And, you know, we, me and uh, my coffee don't were talking about this earlier. We got a high tolerance. So I would eat a whole fucking gram of that shit. And, I mean, I feel high as fuck. But, I mean, I'd still be good. You know, I'd still be functional. This motherfucker ate a half gram fucking. He's half my size. Ate half gram and fucking. He's like a third your size. Face planted fucking. His head broke his fall. Like, I wish we would have had that on recording because it would be on our YouTube channel all the way uh, already. By the, by the way, our YouTube like the channel is coming new, uh, coming to a city near you soon on YouTube. I mean, technically, it, it's YouTube, so it's every city everywhere. But even oh. even even in the Middle East, yeah, it's everywhere. Russia, oh yeah, especially Mother Russia. Giving a shout out to uh, Gregor Spikovsky. What? Oh no! Did it sound like a Russian? Name? Andre Chikatilo. Okay. Uh, no, actually, um, we we should get into this though because we're gonna keep rambling. We really on. should. Um, but actually, speaking of Yugoslavia, makes a, an oh, appearance in this you, week's episode. You know what we need to do an episode on? Chernobyl. I, we've been saying that. The biggest fucking nuclear disaster in the history of the world. And the motherfuckers lied about it. But, I mean, what do you expect from Russia? You know they say they have no fucking coronavirus problem. It's killed probably half the population already. Sputnik 5 was a phase. It, it was something that just killed all the weak people. It's Sputnik 5. Why is everything Sputnik to them? But anyway... The story of Billy Milligan, kind of like Split. He's got Split personalities. Um, so most people have never heard the who name. Who is Billy Milligan? Billy Milligan. I've never heard of this fellow before. Actually, I hadn't heard of him until just about two days ago. Does that say twenty four? That was a good TV show, dude. Oh yeah, I did okay, like. For some yeah, yeah, I like that show. Remember, a lot. we were watching that phone booth movie. Oh yeah. And and you, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was Dexter's dad. No, but it was Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Time. I for, I forgot, and I knew because I'd seen the movie before, but it's been so long. Well, and it did sound like Dexter's dad. But you know, it's like one of those movies that I don't really watch that often, like Signs. Oh yeah. And I, I do yeah. have to say, by far, M Night Shyamalan has done a lot of movies, but Shine is, Signs is by far the best because all the other ones are like fucking weird as fuck. It's just like with Quentin Tarantino. Dusk Till Dawn? I love Quentin no, Tarantino no, t- movies, Quentin though. Tarantino is very good, for, but he's very abstract. True. There, there are some ones, like, I'm like, where is it's like, really? But, like, I think his best ones, Pulp Fiction, by far. Oh, definitely. By hands, far. Hands down. You fucking blew Marvin's brains out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, and, and Dusk Till Dawn, I think, are by far the two best. I wasn't a fan of Machete. 
Uh, I feel like they could have done better with Machete. All, all the Dusk Till Dawn um, shoot-offs, I wasn't... I mean, I, two, I, two do, was I, right. I still think you should see Death Proof. Uh, Death Proof is pretty good. The anyway, line. so let's let's get into topic here. So, like I said, most people have never heard the name Billy Milligan, myself included, until about two days ago. And honestly, that's not very surprising because... I didn't even know there was required footage to be watching for this. And he asked uh, me when I came well, and I was like, what the fuck? You that, tell that's me what that's because we didn't really set a, a theme for this week. Anyway, so um, like I said, that's not very surprising because up until Netflix released its four-part miniseries... Monsters Inside, The 24 Faces of Billy Milligan. God, why does that sound there like a porno movie? <laughs> there weren't any major <laughs> films or other projects on the case of the young man who was arrested for being the Ohio State University campus rapist. Go Ohio! In the 1970s. So, after his arrest, it was claimed by Billy's defense team that he actually suffered from multiple personality disorder, which is now known as dissociative identity disorder. Now, you know, they say, I, I think I've said this before, but they say a lot of people that are crazy that have, like, fucking disorders like this are actually geniuses in some way. Oh, yeah. Like, look at the dude from, uh, John, what was his name, Nash? Fucking, I forget what his first name is, fucking, uh, from uh, A Beautiful Mind. Oh yeah, where he where where he thought he had I think schizophrenia or something, but he was like a math genius. Like he fucking wrote some fucking well, the law of governing dynamics or and, something like and that. That's, and that's another thing is like so throughout throughout the documentary that I watched on Netflix and throughout my research, I learned that that Billy Milligan was a highly intelligent individual, or at least that some of his alternate personalities were highly intelligent but what they say do, is do you think if, they, if what, you have multiple personality disorder do you think that you're using more percentage of your brain than a person that has just down, one personality hands down you have to so then you're able to access more space in your brain to store more information which is why you're able to do these crazy things like so um i'm getting a little ahead of ourselves here but um Billy Milligan was actually able to write in Arabic. He was able to uh, write and speak Serbo-Croatian. Serbo um, like he, he was able to do a lot of crazy things, and like he was very artistically talented as well. Some of his personalities were masterful painters. He drew a lot of dicks. No, no he was really good at doing paintings. Um, a lot of them were like landscapes and still lifes, and we'll we'll talk about. No, it. I I know I'm getting at the. Uh, God, what fucking I forget what fucking movie it was from. It had Super to, bad. Yeah, where, where he just drew I the drew, dicks. I drew dicks. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, they show all the dick drawings. Yeah. Those were some really good dick drawings, I've got to say. For a 12-year-old, like, they were very, very I mean, amazing. Uh, descriptive. Amazing. Had and like, veiny, detailed. Fucking some of them had, like, capes and superpowers. Super dick. How many movie drops is that already? I don't know. Anyway, uh, back think, to the subject. I think, I think we should make a drinking game out of our episodes. Take a drink every time we reference a movie. Shit, why don't you just take a drink every time we say fuck? <laughs> no, be because then game. we would be giving people alcohol poisoning and we would be liable. Um, please do not try this at home, but if you want to make a good drinking <laughs> game out of our show, every time we say fuck. No, every time we reference a movie, because then you won't get alcohol poisoning. 16 candles. Fuck. 
Weird Science. We say fuck a lot. Frankenstein. Fuck. Halloween. Stop saying Halloween movie names. Halloween Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're just like shot, <laughs> shot, shot, shot. And half of our audience is now dead. Okay, so, so back back to what we were talking about. Um, so like I said, after, uh, so his defense claimed that he had multiple personality disorder, which is now known as dissociative identity disorder, and that it was one of his alternate personalities, or alters, that had committed the crimes and not him. This was at the very beginning of modern psychological understanding of DID, and it sparked a great debate on whether Billy Milligan actually had multiple personalities or if he was simply the greatest con man on earth. Now, check this out. It's just, just, just something I'm throwing out here. So his you know, defense was that it was one of his other personalities. Yes. But if it was one of his other personalities, that personality still should be punished. Well, and, and that was... I think that was one of the hardest things for the, the because because at the end of the day you you still is, raped the person well, and, and so it was it, your dick wait and and that's the thing is like so the prosecution was saying I don't care which one of his personalities he wants to go to prison they have to go to prison like he still raped them and, yeah, but did, didn't he I mean come well, on is, 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 is there's some truth to that statement. Exactly. And so and even even uh in the documentary his sister, I believe, uh she had said that you know mental mental illness does not excuse rape. Um you know, they're obviously extenuating circumstances well, especially in this case. I mean, that's that's like me but, that's like me or you going out and raping somebody and said, "Oh, my other personality did it." But we would have to be able to prove that we had other personalities and that's what this really came down to well no and that's that's what this that's what this really came down to is like like i said this was at the very beginning of multiple personality disorder like red rum red rum red rum red rum when he starts doing that i'm like why is that so annoying it, because it was super annoying. You know, and I, when, I, when, I, when I watched The Shining, and, I and again, years, we've referenced another movie. Take a it, shot, when bitches. I was, I was like five, six years old. I mean, I wasn't that old when I watched the movie. I was way too young to watch the movie. But one of the most horrifying parts of it for me was when the old lady came out of the bathtub. Oh naked. my god! Well, no, because like at first she's hella hot. She's hot. She's bad. And you're like, bad damn. Bitch. Especially as a kid, you're like, damn. I'm getting to see some titties. Yep, oh my yep, god. Yep. And then you're I don't little, know. I was you're, five. You're I don't little, know. Your little like twelve year old peckers like hard, and you're just like, oh my god. And then she gets all rotted five. and corroded, and you're just like, <gasps> and then you come, and then now you're Richard Ramirez. Anyway, anyway, so so like we said, is he is he really a split personality kind of case, or is he just the greatest con man ever to live? So before we join that debate. Let's meet Billy. So, uh, William Stanley Milligan was born, or, now, is this Billy? Yeah. Is William? Okay, William. so. William. Billy is short for so William. So, he, he, his, his, his birth name was uh, William Stanley Milligan, and he was born on February 14th of Valentine's 1955. Day. Good year. I mean, if you've watched Back to the Future, November 15th, 1955. Um. Anyway, in Miami Beach, Florida, so he was born in Miami on... February 14th, 1955. His parents were Dorothy Pauline Sands and John Morrison. Now, what? 
Dorothy had been married once before in Ohio to a man named Dick Jonas. Hey, we got another Dick. Jonas. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she moved to Miami after that marriage had ended, where she met and moved in with Johnny. Um, yeah, so she actually she became a singer no, no. in Miami. One, one, one thing I have a question about, and I don't know if we're going to get to this later, because, mm. I mean, remember, I wasn't informed on what the topic was until I I, I wasn't here. informed on what the topic was until, um, like, the So, the why day. is his last name Milligan, his mom's last well, name is Sands, and so, his dad's okay, last name so is Morrison? He, his last name is Milligan because, and this is going to come up later, um, when, she, she, no, when she, gets, she gets remarried later on oh and he ado- gets adopted and yeah he gets adopted they basically adopt each other's kids so what was his birth name then that's a great question i'm gonna assume morrison because his brother kept the name morrison but again we're getting a little okay so the they had two other children before billy a son named jim jim morrison jimmy, jimmy. no Jim Morrison, was the, the lead actual- singer of The Doors. Are you serious? It was that. It's that no, it's uh, not. It's not. But uh, his name is Jim Morrison. I was like, are you serious? Is that Jim Morrison? <laughs> uh, no, that would be great. But no, <laughs> that so would be so great. so they had a son named Jim, born in October of 1953, and a daughter named Kathy Joe, born in 1956. You know, what happened- so Kathy Joe is actually Billy's little sister. So what happened to the good old days when fucking girls would get names like that, like Kathy, Kathy Joe, Joe and Peggy Sue, and my my wife's name downstairs? And yeah, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know, An- Anne Marie, yeah, uh, Mary Ann, I, Betty Joe. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so Johnny Morrison caved under the pressure and the cost of fatherhood. And his already present gambling and drinking problems intensified. But doesn't that happen when you get married and have kids? You start to get stressed out. You know, you don't want to go home to the wife because she's going to bitch at you about something you didn't do. And you got to take care of the kids. But if I go to the fucking gambling hall, I can gamble and get fucked up for free. True. But... Because he was caving under Don't the cut fi- that out. Don't let my wife hear that. Uh, because he was caving <laughs> under the financial pressures as well, he was ending up borrowing a lot of money from a lot of different people, like um, bad people. I I mean, probably not good people. I mean, this is the early 1950s. This is not probably the best people you can borrow money from. Um. So. This this really did kind of intensify his issues, and so in 1958, he was actually briefly hospitalized after an apparent suicide attempt. Uh, basically, Dorothy came home and found Johnny slumped over in a chair with a bottle of whiskey and an empty bottle of pills in front of him. He's gotten one of them pills laced with fentanyl. This was way before fentanyl. Anyway, so um, actually, like I said, his, uh, I don't know. That's random. There was a lot of random shit laying around. You know, I see that jar that says, yeah. please smoke me, and it just looks like No, it's, it. don't, don't smoke it. <laughs> it looks like it's, don't, it, it's saying, please smoke me, because nobody wants to smoke it. So anyway, like I'm trying to say, in 1958, he was briefly hospitalized after an apparent suicide attempt, where his wife came in and found him with a bottle of whiskey and some an empty bottle of pills and 
On January 17, 1959, he was found dead in his car of carbon monoxide poisoning. A suspected carbon monoxide No, no, poisoning. he had run a hose into the window of his car. It was the mob that he owned. No, no, he, he did it. He, he wanted an easy way out, and he did it. All right, anyway. Um, so, chalmer than you are, dude. So, after Johnny's death, Dorothy took the kids and moved back to Lancaster, Ohio, where she remarried her first husband, Dick Jonas. My name's Jonas. <laughs> Taking you home. Thanks for all you showed us. Um, anyway, so after Johnny, like I said, she remarried her first husband, Dick Jonas. Their second marriage only lasted a year before they divorced again. Then, in 1962, she met Chalmer Milligan. And the two were married on October 27th, 1963. And, uh, Chalmer Milligan was actually married once before, but his wife left him, uh, claiming some pretty violent abuse against their child um sexual no i don't know if it was sexual or not but it was abuse um and actually she he he did have two children from his previous marriage there was a young girl named chala who was about the same age as billy and then he had an older daughter who was a nurse uh so it is reported that chalmer was very abusive towards the children and that Billy especially caught the worst of this abuse, both physically and sexually. Um, there were some stories where Chalmer would bring Billy into the barn and would restrain him and choke him and violate him. Uh, Chalmer was not a good guy. Who was on the receiving end of that? Billy, obviously. So Chalmer wouldn't make him... No, no. Chalmer was the, the doer. Uh, not the Dewey. So, you know, and, and I see the next cops. line and I'm kind of cutting into it a little bit, but, you know, they, they there have been studies that show that uh, uh, times of extreme trauma mm-hmm. will cause your, your your body to do this as a, or your mind to do this as a defense uh, mechanism. Exactly. And I, that is actually, um, you know, people, people say that, that they have this horrible trauma in their life and that they blacked out and they don't remember it. You didn't black out and don't remember it. Your other personality stepped in and took over. Yeah, to protect you. And this will come up later in the story. We'll talk about the different personalities that came in to protect him and the uh, the and the statistics of how many people with dissociative identity disorder have had childhood traumas. You know, th- thinking about this. Uh- this, this subject it's amazing all the defensive mecha- mechanisms that your body has to protect you from all these different things that could happen right and why would your body even like have that built into it i mean how would how would it know you know what i mean human nature probably evolution well yeah exactly like because humans have always been fucked up like there's always been those people that have those those tendencies those violent or sexual or otherwise and so like i think throughout human evolution we have grown to develop these defense mechanisms that will help us in these kinds of situations like billy milligan like several other people that have been in these kinds of situations before 
Yeah, we um, still can't protect ourselves from sepsis. What the fuck is sepsis? Like septic shock? Oh. Anyway, we really should get back into the episode. Your ad could be here. Uh, yes, it could. So, tired of the stormtroopers not speaking, shooting anybody. Speaking of pain. <laughs> so, speaking of pain, it is believed that this trauma was what caused Billy Milligan's personality to split. However, Daniel Keyes, author of the book The Minds of Billy Milligan, claimed that Billy's, available on Amazon. Uh, it might be actually probably uh, yeah. everything's on Amazon now. Um, so Daniel Keyes claimed that Billy's first three multiple personalities actually presented themselves when he was about five years old. There was No Name Boy, Christine, and Sean. So on a side note here. Um, you, you flip to the next, the next slide. This is just like kind of an intermission sort of thing. Dude, we do the YouTube channel. We should fucking get a fucking hundred patties from fucking in and out burger and do that burger. Did you ever hear about that? The dude fucking, there was like a dude that sued him cause he like asked for a hundred by a hundred and he fucking ate it until he got sick and he sued him cause he got sick. No. So now in and out, I don't think they do over anything over 10 patties and 10, uh, Slices of cheese. So what if you just ordered 10, 10 no, no, by 10? You can order 10, 10 by 10s. All right, let's do it. So the abuse <laughs> continued until one incident where Chambers... Chom- Chalmers. Okay, so... Chalmer. Any, Chalmer anyways, than you are, dude. Back, back back to what we were talking about, because we could talk about fast food forever. Um, the, the abuse of Billy continued until one incident where Chalmers was dishing out an especially brutal beating on little Billy... When his older brother Jim inter- intervened, holding a knife to Chalmers' throat and forcing him out of the house. Shortly after that, the, the marriage between Ch- Chalmers and Dorothy was over. And I'm assuming, did that, it say the, why it was? Was, was I it, mean, it, was it because of the abuse that the children well, were? Yeah, exactly. the The whole like Jim stepping in and like in the documentary, he tells the story, and he talks Jim about does? yeah. And and they inter that's what I'm saying is like so in this Netflix documentary they interview his entire family his brother his sister oh not his parents obviously um because I'm assuming they're dead well we know his dad's dead but uh anyway <laughs> so they interview his family they interview some friends of his they they interview a lot of people and so his brother Jim tells the story. Of how Chalmers was like choking Billy like to almost to death. And so Jim like grabbed a knife and like held it to like he like tapped fucking uh, homeboy on the shoulder Chalmers. And then like he like held the knife to his throat and like Chalmers kind of like stood up like oh shit oh shit. And he like said he pushed him like he just kept walking him back towards the back of the house. And then when he got to the back door. He like pushed him up against the door and he was like, I want you to leave. And he's like, if you ever come back, I swear to God, I'll kill you. And so shortly after that, the marriage was over. Chalmers was mad because he wasn't getting no. No, Chalmers was scared that he was going to get killed because he knew he's an abusive piece of shit. And uh, so now jumping ahead to 1975. Hey, the 70s. Milligan was arrested for rape and a series of robberies, hey, which that's not cool. he would later claim were committed by one of his alters. Classic defense. And he was imprisoned at Lemadon Correctional Institution. 
Um, now, two years later, he was paroled. So that later in that year, which was 1977, um, this is when a string of rapes occurred on the campus of Ohio State University. Yeah, so this is this is when the the campus rapist, as he was known, was notoriously at large, and and so there was it was like a three to four month period. Uh, there were there were four victims how, how, in total. How did they go to suspect Billy Milligan for this? Uh, well, actually, so they found some fingerprints at one point, and um, basically. They matched it too because, like we had mentioned, he has already been imprisoned for rape and robbery, so they had his fingerprints on file. Do you think he had to file as a rapist where he was living? He should have, but apparently not. This is back in the seventies. Yeah, I don't think they had that whole Megan's Law sex offender. You know, although. They did come up with a law based on Billy Milligan called Milligan's Law, where a criminal cannot profit off of their crime by, like, movie or book deal or whatever. Anyway, so, as we were talking about, the, the, the rapes began to occur. Uh, like I said, it was a three- to four-month period, and there was four victims in total, and one of the saddest parts of this entire case is the fact that people really only talk about Billy Milligan because, oh, the split personalities and this, that, and the other. And so, yes, the victims in this in this episode and this this series of crimes, they do get lost because honestly, in my research, I couldn't even find the names of the victims. Even on Wikipedia, it was a very short article about Billy Milligan. We need to get a hold of dude do WikiLeaks. I bet you he knows. Probably. What's his name? Edward Fringe? No, it was, uh, WikiLeaks was uh, Julian Assange. Oh, that's and, what it was? Uh, and then, He's in jail, isn't he? Um, I don't know. Why are you playing with your dick, dude? I'm playing with my pen, bro. Anyway, <laughs> is that what you call your dick? <laughs> <laughs> the pen is mightier than the sword. <laughs> the pork sword. No, my the my favorite line from a movie, scary movie, is when he fucking gives the picture of his dick and it's how little. It's not the size of the hammer; it's the nail you're throwing it at. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What a tiny penis person would say. Right. Um. So. Anyway, speaking, I just of, say, I'll put speaking it your, of dicks. I just say I'll put it on your forehead. <laughs> so Billy Milligan would be arrested and charged with these rapes in October of that year. And this is when things began to get interesting. Like uh, inter- like intermission, dude. Right. Right. Like information between pages, you know? Uh, so first, we're actually going to stop and talk about... Did you cut ahead? No. Look at... That's when things began to get oh, interesting. Oh, you must have went ahead no, too. No, no, because I, I decided here's where we're going to stop, and we are going to give a little background on what is dissociative identity disorder, so which Nick, was formerly known as on. multiple personality disorder. So, so Nick, what what is... Dissociative identity disorder. What what is it? Well, it Dick, dissociative identity disorder <laughs> is a mental disorder where a person has and maintains at least 
two separate and distinct personality states. This will often be accompanied by memory gaps and lost time, usually when one of the alters takes over as the dominant personality, as well as a slew of other medical conditions including PTSD, depression, substance abuse, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and various sleep disorders. No, I think of substance abuse, that's a personal fucking decision right there. Well, no, there are a lot of people that substance abuse is not so, so much a personal choice as just a, a, a state of being. Because you gotta remember that there are people who are born crack babies, and uh, that they, like, they are born on drugs. So their their risk of chemical dependency is a lot higher than other people. So while while we're talking about this, um, with the with the gap with the memory loss gaps and lost time, um, is there anybody or any cases of anybody who happened to to remember everything? That I'm not sure of. Like like a a person you know- a person with multiple personalities who knows what all of the personalities are doing. Yeah. Not that I'm aware of, but it's cause remember well, in split. Well, in split, they kind of, he kind of fucking, they kind of mother were, knows uh, mother or the beast. Or there, yeah. There was one who was like the, con- the, the controller. We'll, we'll get into that. That actually does kind of come into play here. Um, there is like a, like I said, there's a dominant personality so there's a core personality. Because, you know, that would suck, dude. If I have fucking memory gaps and lost time, it's like I'm blacking out without drinking. Exactly. And that's, kind of, that's kind of a scary thing to deal with. Weak. But if you think about it, okay, so, so like I was saying. So <laughs> imagine, there, imagine blacking out without drinking. That would fucking suck. Number one, I don't get to have the, the joy of drinking. And hey, then I still lose the time. Like Tyler Durden. Oh, if you wake up in another city. Are you the same person? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. So there's a YouTuber who did a video called Pokemon Fight Club. And it's Fight Club, but it's Pokemon. So, like, Ash wakes up. And he's like, oh, yeah. Like, he's going through the thing. And, like, he calls Misty. And he's like, did we fuck? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he, like it was, like, the whole fucking <laughs> scene for scene. It's fucking genius. And then Brock it's is funny. Tyler Durden. <laughs> so he's Brock the whole time. <laughs> it's uh, so it's Toddy Smith on YouTube. Dude, that, Go that, check him out. With that movie though, that um, was I, I never saw. I didn't see that coming when I watched that movie. Oh no, the first time I had no idea. I mean, no I, had, I actually idea. had to watch it a second time to actually understand fully. I had to watch it, yeah, at least a second time to get what happened. And then every time then, I watch it more, I still see. I, yeah, I still, something new I every still time. learn new shit. It's a it's a genius fucking movie. It really is. It's one of the most brilliant fucking movies I've ever I, seen. I think one of the most brilliant movies I've ever seen is Usual Suspects. Oh yeah, no, that one fucking Kaiser Sose. That's a fucking mind fuck as well. I think pulp, the whole no, time- like, top three movies in my opinion: Pulp Fiction, Fight Club, 
and fucking usual suspects. I had to watch Pulp Fiction more than once to actually understand what was I going on. I had to on. watch, yeah, I had to watch Fight Club more than I once. Had to watch I had to watch suspects. fucking usual suspects more than once. If I have to watch a movie more than once to figure out what the fuck is going on, that is a good movie. I mean, because at first I just thought that he was lying about no, everything, mo- and most, you know what I mean? Most movies are so goddamn predictable nowadays. Well, you know what another good movie was, but I didn't have to watch it more than once to understand hmm. what was going on? Hackers. Oh, yeah. No, that was honestly a fucking good movie. Angelina Jolie back in like the 90s. You guys are playing this drinking game. You're going to get fucked up today. (laughs) (laughs) In every episode, basically. Um, so so back to yeah we really should get back to this um so like so so like i was mentioning there is a very strong correlation between extreme childhood trauma and dissociative identity disorder in fact approximately 90 percent of did cases reported there is a history of child abuse and neglect um other known causes have included wartime traumas and childhood medical procedures. Uh the childhood medical procedures actually comes into play in the story of Sybil, which was one of the first multiple personality cases that was documented. There was a book, there was a movie in like the old this actually was before this. Um because the woman who was involved in the case of Sybil came in and interviewed Billy Milligan. And was like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, multiple personalities on this side and the other. Like, so she pushed it hard. Yeah. And so, but like in the case of Sybil, they were saying that it was like some, it was like a simple childhood medical procedure, but somehow that traumatized her and split her personalities. But later, uh, the person who Sybil was based off of would come out and say that it was all fake. Like that her whole case was fake. Uh, yeah, it's, we're not here to talk about that. (laughs) So now we're going to talk about who were the, exactly who were the 24 faces of Billy Milligan. So Billy was the core personality. Yeah. So, well, first we have the 10. These were the main 10 personalities that were diagnosed when he was first admitted into treatment. And these were the only personalities that were allowed to take control because uh, the two dominant personalities, Arthur and Reagan, were able to... What's d- Reagan's last name? Vadaskovinich. Vadaskovinich. So what's his name? Reagan Vadaskovinich. He was Yugoslavic? Yugoslavic. Anyway... Da. Uh, did he, so, did he no, have a Russian accent? Yeah, no, he did. In, in you can go watch the videos. It's fucking a. It's really weird. He like his eyes will roll into the back of his head, and he like kind of like slumps over for a second, and then he'll like come to, and he like he's drooling, so he, like wipes the drool off, and then and then he's a different person. Huh. And so like, um, so his two dominant personalities were Arthur. Who was well, who British? Was the, who was the core personality? Well, Billy was the core personality, but we come to find out that Billy had actually been put into a dormant state for five years, basically from the time that Chalmers sexually assaulted him. Billy was not present. It was all of his alternate personalities taking control Dude, in his place. Five years of your life. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing is like there's uh, in the videos. Where this woman is interviewing. So are these? Are these? She alter- finally no. So she. So fi- these these alternate personalities are aware of everybody else. So are they aware of Billy as well? 
Oh no, they're they're there to protect Billy. So they are aware of his presence. Yeah. Yeah. So when people call them Billy, well, no, and no, no, there's there's one video clip where he's like, "Why do you keep calling me Billy?" Because it wasn't Billy. You know, he's like, "I'm not Billy." You know, like he knows he's not Billy, but they they're aware of Billy. So we'll get into the person personality. So like we said, Billy is the core personality who was in a dormant state for five years. Arthur is the the main dominant personality. He is British. He's highly intelligent. Uh, he, I think he excelled in the art of science. Um, and then so we have Reagan Vadaskovich, who is Yugoslavic. He was the uh, the basically Duh. you know he was basically his rage personality. You know he was he was the 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 rage he raging. Was, well, no, and apparently raging is uh, from the Russian words rage again. So his name literally means rage again. And so he was like the 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 protector basically, you know. And then we have Alan who's the con man, Tommy the escape artist, Danny the scared one, and then we have David who was 8 years old and he was known as the keeper of pain. Basically, David would step in to take the pain over for all of the other personalities. And that's kind of fucked up that an eight-year-old is the one taking on the pain for everybody else, you know? But it's all to protect Billy. It, it is. And that's, and that's what dissociative identity disorder ultimately comes down to, is the body and the mind trying to protect itself and the 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 core personality the core person from these traumas from the shit that goes on in life yeah you know from the fucked up things that happen so who else was there um so there was also christine who was 3 years old and dyslexic although apparently arthur taught her to read and write finally and christine also had a special bond with reagan but then there was Christopher, who was Christine's brother. And then there was Adelena, who was the lesbian, who apparently committed the rapes. We'll get into that. So so she knew she had a penis. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you were a lesbian with a penis, you're like, <laughs> I don't need a strap on today. Anyway. Um, but so a dildo? Yeah, oh, those those are fun. You ever seen those videos where they got the yeah yeah? Uh, anyway, I've so so now we're gonna get into the undesirable. Brought to you by Pornhub, AdamandEve.com. Brazers, Brazers. You know, Brazers uh, so, would be so, cool, but you gotta fucking pay for it. So here's so here's <laughs> the thing I don't understand about. The undesirables. And as I had mentioned, the only two... So do these people ever get control? No, they were they were pushed into the background. Until, this... until later. We'll, right. we'll talk about it. So, the only two personalities that were able to deem a personality undesirable were Arthur and Reagan. So those, like I said, were the dominant personalities. So the undesirables were Phil... Who was like a petty thug and criminal. And that's why he was banished. Because he was a criminal. But at the same time. Adelina ends up raping people. 
and Reagan is the one robbing people. So they're both criminals too, but they're not undesirable. So I don't get that. Yeah. Kevin, also a criminal, so also banished. But then we have Walter, who's an Australian, and he's like a hunter. And I'll talk about why he gets banished later, because it makes no sense. Um, then there's April. She was very violent. She was basically the uh, the personality that wanted to kill Chalmers Milligan. Or Chalmers Milligan. Um, there was actually a scene in the documentary where... She comes appa- out. No, apparently she had come out and was talking to Billy's sister about how she was going to kill Chalmers. And then the next day the sister goes to Billy and is like, so did you do it? And Billy's like, do what? And she's like, did you kill Chalmer? And Billy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, you said you were going to kill Chalmer. And he's like, I would never do that. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like he had no idea. So April was banished because she was violent. Then there was Samuel. He was Jewish and he was actually the only personality that believed in God. That's why he was banished. Probably. They didn't want the guilt. <laughs> uh, I mean, religion comes with a lot of guilt. Yes, it does. Especially if you're Catholic. Oh, God. So then there was Mark, who was the workhorse. I don't really know why Mark was banished. If, especially if you're a... Oh, I think it was because he, all he wanted to do was work. Like, yeah. that was it. Like, that was just work, 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 work. Yeah, and then, that. so there's Steve, the imposter. Lee, the prankster. Jason, the pressure valve. Uh, Jason was actually a very useful personality because the pressure valve means he was there to like help blow off steam and release. But apparently he became a bit of an issue by blowing off a little too much steam and almost caused them some problems. So he was banished. Then there was Bobby, who was the dreamer. But the problem with Bobby was that he was a dreamer, but he didn't have the ambition to follow through on any of his dreams. So he was just kind of an apathetic, lazy stoner. It's dope. I'd be, I'd be the Bobby. Right. So I'd be the Bobby. I'd be the Bobby. That should be a shirt. I'd be the Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there was Sean, who was four years old and deaf. And apparently the only reason he was banished is because being deaf didn't serve them as an older adult. And that kind of sucks for little Sean. Especially because Sean and Christine were one of the the two first, the three first personalities. Um, We should get a shirt, make a shirt, and put on the front the undesirables, and then put Bobby the Dreamer, and then put all he did was dream. (laughs) I know the undesirables, and it says, "I'd be the Bobby." Yeah, I'd be the Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we had Martin, who was the snob, and probably Timothy, why he was undesirable, and Timothy, who was the recluse. And I call Timothy the recluse because the only thing we knew about Timothy was that he was an okay personality until he was hit on by a man, and then he just kind of ran away and never came back. So maybe he was just homophobic. Maybe he was gay and didn't know how to accept it. I don't know. And then this is what I was talking about. We're going to get into like one, one identity being aware of all of them. The teacher. 
The teacher was the fusion of all 24 of Billy's personalities. Because there is a concept in therapy. But if Gil- Billy was the core personality, wouldn't uh, fusion Billy of all be, 24, no, no, wouldn't no, he be? No. Okay. Yeah. So, in, in this concept of therapy and dissociative identities and multiple personalities, there's this whole thing about fusing the personalities together over time where like through therapy you can get the the personalities to acknowledge each other and and accept well don't they acknowledge no, each no, other no no i'm what i'm saying is they acknowledge each other and then they accept fusing with each other there's even video where uh reagan in his fucking Yugoslavic accent is talking about how he's going to fuse with, uh, with the other personalities. And then there's a scene where she's talking to Billy and he's talking about like, Oh yeah, well, uh, they're not going to fuse with me right now, but Reagan is going to fuse with Arthur, you know, like they're going to fuse together first and then we're going to fuse together. So like, it's like this concept of getting them to to a, agree to join together because as a whole they can be a better personality and more protective of the core than yeah but anyways yeah. it's it's a it's a really interesting subject and I really want to do more research into it because I really did like the movie split and, you know, there's been some other movies with split personalities and shit like that. And I've, I've always found the concept very intriguing. Okay, so now, back to 1977. It was a good year, man. I got fucked up that year. Um, I was at Ohio State University. Oh, oh shit. No, I wasn't. No, no, I, I, uh-huh. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. So, like I said, back to 1977. In October of 1977, Billy Milligan was identified by one of the victims of the attacks at Ohio State University as the campus rapist. And he was arrested. He was indicted on three counts of kidnapping, three counts of aggravated robbery, and four counts of rape. In the interviews, Reagan... Reagan admits to robbing people, right? Reagan's like, yeah, you know, like I wanted to rob these people to to provide money for the family, which is what they called the personalities, right? Uh-huh. The family, which Charles Manson, I'm looking at you. But then Reagan would say, I, I lost the spot, which they called the spot like, the control of the pot, the body basically. Right. So when, when they would say, Oh, I, I was on the spot. It meant they were in control. So if our, if Arthur was on the spot, that meant Arthur was the main p- personality. Mm-hmm. If uh, Reagan was on the spot, then Reagan was the main person. So that's what I mean by on the spot. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Reagan had said, like, I was on the spot 
and like I wanted to rob these people for the family. And once he initiated the robbery, then apparently Adelena, remember the lesbian? Yeah. Would take over the spot and would rape, rape the women. Because Adelena wanted to So es- Reagan no. was robbing them and and Elena was Well Adelena Adelena wasn't she didn't think she was raping them. Adelena wanted uh, a human connection. You know? Like she was she was desperate for some kind of human affection or connection. And so like that was the 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 part of his personality that longed for for love and a relationship, you know? Yeah. But so unfortunately for these women, that meant that it it ended in rape. Yeah. Although one of the women did say that the 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 person was very very charming and un- under other circumstances she might have considered a relationship with them. Huh. Well, and that and that's the thing is, like I said, Adelena wanted a relationship. Yeah, Adelena wanted that that emotional connection with another female. Yes, and so like she was the personality that was like, "Hey, I'm I'm very loving," and like you know, but it was still rape. Like regardless of how you break it down, unfortunately, it was for these women. It was still rape. Yeah. And so like so Billy gets account he gets indicted on all of these counts, right? Yeah. While preparing for his defense, Billy was examined by Dr. Willis C. Driscoll, who diagnosed him with acute schizophrenia. Which oh. I mean it kind of would make sense, but it doesn't really fill in all of the gaps, you know? Acute schizophrenia just means you hear voices. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that you have entirely different personalities. So then he was later evaluated by psychologist Dorothy Turner, who concluded that Milligan suffered from dissociative identity disorder, which at the time was known as multiple personality disorder. So, I mean, obviously the prosecution, as well as many other people surrounding the case, were extremely skeptical of this development. Basically, uh, the, the two attorneys in charge of Billy's defense were... Oh, fuck. I should have written their names down. Uh, I, I remember Gary Schweikert was one, and then there was another one. But so there was two attorneys basically tasked with his defense, you know, and so they brought in all of these experts to try to like analyze him and figure out what the fuck was going on. And then they figured out multiple personalities. So they go to the prosecution and the prosecution's like, that's bullshit. I, I don't believe it. You know, because obviously it's the prosecution. Well, I mean, their their job is to convict. Yes. So they're they're gonna look at any defense and be like, "Well, shouldn't I mean that's I, bullshit?" Shouldn't. Like I said, I I don't know how much I, I believe you shouldn't get punished for something your alternate personality did because at the end of well, the day, you still did some. 
it, one of your it's your one of your personalities. It's still you. It's still you, regardless of whether your body is using a de- defense mechanism to do this. It's still you. Well, and and I like, mean, and it sucks because you might go to jail well, for something you don't even remember no, yourself and, doing. And like I mentioned, uh, the one of the prosecutors on the case, he had even said he was like. I don't care which one of his personalities he wants to go to prison. They're going to go to prison. Like, he's basically saying, like, I don't care if it was another personality. Your body is going to prison. Yeah. And and that's that's kind of like this whole Because thing once you start getting like, into mental things, then, I mean, all you have to do is... I mean, and I, I know you said you have to prove it nowadays, yes, you, but I mean, you, no, all even, you would have no, to do is then, say my other then, personality. They, they, did they it. had kind of asked for proof, but and so I will say, going into this story when I first heard of it, I was firmly believing that Billy Milligan suffered from. Dissociative identity disorder or multiple personality disorder, whatever you wanted to call it at the time. I firmly believed he did suffer from that and that that was the case. But I had also started doing the the slideshow for this this episode before I even finished watching the documentary. Later on in the documentary, they talk about um, how... Billy Milligan might have also killed some people. Might have? Well, he admitted to killing Billy? some people. Not not Billy, but Billy. You know, like the, the personalities of Billy. So there was there's a man who will come up later in the slideshow who I'm pretty sure he killed. And then there was another guy, uh, fuck, I forgot his name, but basically at one point he was talking to his, his sister or something like that. And he said something about, oh, well, what about the guy I killed in Logan, like Logan, Ohio or whatever. One of his personalities. Yeah. And so they looked it up and there was actually a guy who was killed in that area of Ohio at the exact time that Billy had mentioned and was actually a friend of Billy Milligan's or one of his personalities. But, and again, that's if even Billy was a DID patient because, like I said, I went into this firmly believing that we were going to be talking about somebody who had this mental disorder and was like a victim of the system. But then I come to find out that he might have murdered a couple people and that he also might have admitted to to like knowing that he was doing these things and like he kind of like destroyed his own defense. But it was after he'd already been acquitted of things and... Don't snitch on yourself. Yeah, Don't exactly. be like O.J. Simpson, D- if yeah. I did do it. If I did it. Bitch, you, you did stupid it. stupid motherfucker. 
Just fucking no, step well, for step for If the Charlie handed me the knife. Anyways. Anyways. Alright, so getting back on topic. So in the end, the insanity defense actually worked because this was one of the first instances where the insanity defense worked for somebody. At least as far as multiple personalities went. Yeah. Um, so the insanity defense worked, and instead of going to prison, Billy Milligan spent the next 10 years in a series of different state-run hospitals, uh, one of which was Athens State Hospital. And according Sounds to, like a nice place. Yeah, it, it does. Um, and actually, the one of his main doctors was stationed at Athens, so I have to wonder if Billy's statement of his treatment was inaccurate, because according to Billy, he received very little help for most of his time at these hospitals, but at the same time, uh, one of the main doc, like I mentioned, one of the main doctors that treated Billy was psychiatrist David Call, and Call was actually the one that helped him, him and Call and. The the woman from the Sybil case. Don't tell me it was the same woman that did the McMartin trial. No, the the <laughs> woman the woman from the Sybil case. Anyway, so they basically they fused uh Billy's personalities together, right? They they said, Oh yeah, he's fused, he's healed, he's good to go. So Doesn't that just give room for more personalities to make themselves known? Well and and that's that's that does happen. So, like I said, one of the main doctors that treated Billy was psychiatrist David Call. Call was actually the one who would later go on to diagnose the additional 14 personalities. Because up until this point, the only ones that were known were the 10. All of the other personalities, who we mentioned earlier were deemed undesirable by either Arthur or Reagan for one reason or another. So, like I mentioned, some were for very valid reasons, like being criminals or being troublemakers or generally not conducive to a healthy personality. But others were very strange, like Walter, the Australian, who was simply discounted uh, cast out because he shot and killed a crow. Like, he shot and killed a crow. How does that... How does that merit being cast out of the the ten? You know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, but he didn't seem I to mean, work for those personalities? But... It is a violent tendency, so I could see why maybe they would block him out. Yeah, Arthur. But then, no. But then you have Reagan. Reagan is the keeper of violence. He is the rage. He is rage again. So some guy shot and killed a crow, and they're like, "Oh nope, you gotta go, buddy." Anyway, so upon his release from one of these hospitals. Billy Milligan found it really difficult to return to a normal life in Ohio. He really simply wanted to be left alone. But there were people like Sheriff Bob Allen who made it their mission 
to try and, quote, put him back behind bars where he belonged, end quote. I mean, like I said, I think well, I think if that one personality did it, they should all go to jail because that personality still has a chance to come out, right? And And that's why it's such a difficult case to prosecute because you're like, yes, this personality might have done this, but this personality, this, this was in the 70s. This was back when they didn't really know what they were talking about with... You know, my, 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 my solution to that, give them acid. If you delve deep enough into well, your mind, you can actually... So, there were, there were several interviews that were performed under the influence of a sodium pentothal. Isn't that truth serum? Yeah, basically they say it's truth serum, right? Because it induces, like, a coma-like state. But they also say that if you give a person who is already very um, impressionable, if you give a person who is already very impressionable sodium pentothal, then they become further impre- like you can basically implant oh, it ideas. Oh, like talking like a five-year-old. No, no, you no. It's like brainwashing Inception? people. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like the the chick with the fucking McMartin trial That's with the I'm dolls, saying. when she was like, "Oh yeah, they did this right," and like you implant this in the kid's brain. You're like, "Yeah, this happened. This happened. This happened," and the kid's like, "Yeah, this happened." So, like, this was kind of the same thing, but with, like, mental illness. Yeah. Where it was, like, oh, well, because... <sighs> I lost my train of thought. Anyways. So, where were we? But, like, like I said, oh, no, because... So, Billy Milligan, he got... He was, like, in and out of hospitals, right? He got out for a while. And he he really just wanted to live a normal life. And then there was people like Sheriff Bob Allen who were like, nah, I want to put this guy behind bars where he belongs because he's a rapist and he's an asshole and I don't like him and he's in my territory. But basically what it came down to is like the, the sheriff just had a fucking hard on for him. For no reason. And this this sheriff literally even reportedly went so far as to say that he would have no problem hiring a couple guys to kill Milligan. Like, this is an officer of the law. And he's like, he's a piece of shit. He should die. So they did before they only thought that he had the 10 personalities when they treated him the first time. They didn't know about the other. Yeah. The other 14, the, the undesirables. Yeah. So because of all of the pressures that were cast upon him when he tried to reenter society, this supposedly caused his personalities to fracture again. Defense mechanism. What? Defense mechanism. Yeah, exactly. So. He fractured again. Because remember, he had fused already. He had healed. He was doing good. And then he fractured again. 
And then this led to the discovery of the undesirables, which were Mulligan's or Milligan's. Mulligan? Isn't that a golf term? <laughs> yes, it is. Mulligan. Uh, anyway, Milligan's 14 other personalities. So back into treatment he went. However, on July 4th, 1986, good old 4th of July. Sorry, was that a little too redneck? Yeah, just a a, any bit. anytime I hear anything America, I America. Go, I go into redneck mode. So, on July 4th, 1986, Billy Milligan escaped from the Central Ohio Psychiatric Hospital and he obtained a fake identity under the name of Christopher Carr and he fled to Washington. So, funny story about how he obtained this fake identity. Um, there was because it obviously wasn't a split personality. No, 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 it wasn't. So, there was, um, in, in the documentary, there's this, this part where they talk about a show, and I don't remember the name of the show, but it was kind of, you can kind of say it's kind of like a Saturday Night Live kind of feel, you know, where it's kind of like, um, making fun of things and like little bits and like comedic things, you know? So it was kind of like a Saturday night, like a Saturday, a Saturday night live sketch. Wow. I cannot talk anyway. So it was kind of like that. And so these producers were hitting up all of these celebrities and were like, Hey, come be on the show as yourself, you know? And so one of the guys on the show hit up Billy Milligan. Cause he was like, you know, he's kind of a current celebrity, you know? And so they did this bit with Billy Milligan where one of the producers on the show played a person with multiple personalities and Billy Milligan played the normal guy. So Billy Milligan actually kind of had like a sense of humor about his condition at this point. And so this producer and Billy actually became really good friends. And so when Billy escaped from the hospital in Ohio in 1986, the producer helped him obtain the fake identity of Christopher Carr. And drove him to Colorado and then left him with the car. And then he went up to, to Washington. And the reason he went up to Washington is because his brother, Jim Morrison, the lead singer of the doors. I mean, hey. Jim, Jim Morrison, the, the boring guy, the boring guy lived in Vancouver, Canada, which was slightly north of where he ended up in Washington. I think I mentioned that later. Oh, yeah. Billy settled down in Bellingham, Washington, just south of Vancouver, Canada, where his older brother Jim was living. See? I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um. Anyway, so while he was there, he lived with a man named Michael Madden. Uh, the two reportedly had some form of an altercation at one point. And shortly after, 
Michael Madden went missing. His brother dun, John dun, started dun. doing football well, games. And you know what's really funny is when they finally did catch Billy and they like found him and like raided his shit, they found glasses that matched Michael Madden's and they had blood on them that was Michael Madden's. So, but what happened to Michael Madden? We don't know. They never found a body. Who and, and which which personality killed him? They don't know. They never admitted. Yeah, that there was never any admission. There was never any uh, anything. So basically, Michael Madden goes missing. So Billy then runs to Florida, which remember he was born in Florida, and he was finally arrested in Florida and sent back to Ohio. So he was he was never charged in the disappearance of Michael Madden. But, but he probably fucking had something to do with it. Oh yeah, no, because he was cashing Madden's disability checks for quite a while after he disappeared. Like uh apparently the two had a joint bank account, which is kind of suspicious. Yeah. Anyway, in 1988, Billy Milligan was released from treatment after his 24 personalities had successfully fused into one. Remember, the teacher. Uh, so he briefly moved to California in an attempt to make a movie out of his story. Um, so apparently James Cameron wanted to direct... James? No, James. Oh, I thought you said James. No, James Cameron. <laughs> uh, no, so apparently James... I'm like sinking into this thing. No, so James Cameron wanted to direct a movie about Billy Milligan. And so they even flew Billy out to Hollywood. They were like, hey, we're going to take care of you. We're going to fucking make a movie about you. But there was an issue where apparently Billy, because he had so many personalities... Billy had apparently granted the rights to his life story to multiple people. Oh shit. Like uh including uh James one Cameron? no, including one woman who had sued James Cameron because she wanted her salary. Basically they were like, "Oh, we want to make a movie." And then they found out that she owned the rights to his movie. So they went to her and they're like, hey, we'll pay you for it. And then they they were like, we'll pay you this much. And then she went, no, I want $2.5 million or some shit like that. It was like she was going to get $250,000 and then she wanted millions of dollars. So James Cameron brought that to Fox and Fox was like, eat a bag of dicks, bitch. Eat a bag of dicks. So she ate a bag of dicks and Billy had to claim bankruptcy and the project. Dick cereal. The pro- yeah, <laughs> Dick Jonas. Cereal. Uh, now, so Billy's bankruptcy and the lawsuits from, uh, I forgot her name. But the the lawsuits Karen. and Billy's we'll bankru- Karen. yeah Karen and Billy's law- bankruptcy stopped the project from ever taking off. Little was known of his whereabouts until his death on December twelfth, two thousand fourteen, at the age of fifty nine, and at least until the release of Netflix's new docu series, 
We then learned that Billy Milligan returned to Ohio where he lived a quiet and solitary life in a mobile home that his sister had purchased for him. He spent the rest of his years painting until he was diagnosed with cancer and was moved into a nursing home in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, basically, so he he went to Hollywood. Now, do you know what happened when he went into this um, uh, the nursing, nursing home? home? Did he still have the split personalities? Were they still there? I, I, no, because at that point he was fused. They were all fused? Yeah, no, he so he had fused twice. He fused initially, and then he got released, and then, like, everybody harassed him, and that's when he fractured into the 24 personalities. The The undesirables came out, you know? Yeah. And so that's when Dr. Cole identified the, the, the undesirables, and that's when he got diagnosed as 24 personalities. So... He basically, um, so basically after he moved, after California, when shit went bad and he didn't get a movie deal, he didn't get whatever he was promised. And he really just, he, even before that, he just wanted to be left alone. So his sister bought a trailer and put it on a piece of property that she owned and Billy was allowed to just live there for the rest of his days and just paint and do whatever he wanted to do. And then eventually, like I said, he was diagnosed with cancer and moved into a nursing home. Uh, as far as I know, in the nursing home, no, he did not display any signs of multiple personalities. But like I said, he had also fused together at this point um but <laughs> as we have also mentioned it is still debated to this day whether bill billy milligan was actually suffering from dissociative identity disorder or if he was simply one of the greatest con men to ever live who fooled the entire criminal justice system because like we mentioned this was a growing fad at the time. Like, okay, so as far as multiple personalities went, this was not a known thing. Then as soon as Sybil came out and as soon as it became a thing, then there was like 230-something cases across the country within a year. So, like, I don't know if all of them were accurate. I don't know if any of them weren't. I, we can't say whether or not they weren't. But what we can debate is whether Billy Milligan really was suffering from these multiple personalities or if he was really fucking just a con man. But I will say the biggest evidence for me is in the documentary, in the first like episode or two, they talk about how... They did brain scans on Billy Milligan, right? Mm-hmm. And when they would do these different brain scans, like one time they would do it and they'd be like, oh, this is the brain activity of a 16-year-old. And then they would do another brain scan and they'd be like, this is the brain activity of a 4-year-old. And then you'd be like, oh, this is the brain activity of a 30-something-year-old. Like, you can't fake brain scans. 
you can't you can't trick your brain into acting like a fucking four-year-old. Yeah. You can't. You can't program your brain to show 16-year-old activity. Like, you can't. Like, I don't care how smart you are. You can't program your brain to show brain activity of a certain age in a brain scan. So I think that is one of the biggest things that gets overlooked in the Billy Milligan case is they had these brain scans that showed his brain activity at several different phases of age and development, even though he was a 20 something year old male at this point and he's showing brain activity for a four-year-old, a 12-year-old, a fucking 30-year-old, like a 16-year-old, like... That's you can't fake that. You can't. So I really think Billy Milligan did suffer from multiple personalities. I think Billy Milligan was one of the first dissociative identity disorder cases. Yeah. And like we had mentioned, Split was loosely based off of the Billy Milligan case because both Billy Milligan and the character in Split had 24 personalities. Also, if you're looking for a very informative uh, video on dissociative identity disorder, Anthony Padilla does a very informative uh, interview series with some people with DID. And I, So, I don't know if he really was who he claimed he was. And if he really suffered from dissociative identity disorder but i feel like he did i really feel like this is one of those cases where it it brought it to the forefront of medical attention you know like that like the whole sybil case the whole the the billy milligan like this really brought multiple personalities to the forefront of current psychological convention you know um, so like I said, this has been a very interesting topic that I would really like to do more research on. Like I would love to learn a little bit more about multiple personalities. So we'll probably have another episode on it. Oh, well, at least to talk about like, uh, split and like the, the current Hollywood phenomena around it, you know, but, uh, yeah. So like I said, I, I personally firmly believe that Billy Milligan uh, did actually suffer from dissociative identity disorder. I I don't think that he was just some conniving con man. I really don't. Like you look at you look at the statistics. You look at what happened. You look at what he was able to do. Like, I'm sorry. Like nah. <laughs> Well, and especially when you consider the fact that, like, he was sexually and physically assaulted. Like, he had a lot of the childhood trauma that was necessary to trigger a psychological break, such as dissociative identity disorder. Yeah. You know, true. like, all of, all of the circumstances were there. Yes, they were. You know. So, like I said, I would much, I would much rather do a lot more research into multiple personalities but I firmly believe Billy Milligan did have it. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. But uh, other than that, so this has been 
Dab to Death. You can find us on all of your social medias at Dab to Death, unless you're on Instagram, then it's at Dab to Death Podcast. Be sure to tune in at www.dabtodeath.com. Otherwise, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts except for Apple and Pandora. This this has been Dick. And this has been Nick. And this is Dab to Death. Deuces! <laughs> <laughs>